All right, I both say good morning. Let us begin. I'll just begin a few seconds early so I could uh, start with the dedications and we can begin with the Daf Emir Hashem. On time, I want to begin by thanking all of our Daf Yomi sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tevis, Dovi and Nina Elman for dedicating all the Shur and Joshos this month in the honor of the Bas Mitzvah of the Dora Ayelat. May she grow, continue to grow into an incredible and true Bas Yisrael. Sorry. Okay, I want to thank our weekly sponsors, the Pacino Mishpacha Le'ili Nishmas Moshe Ben Sion's mother on the occasion of our first yard site, Leah Rachel Bashmuel, the Pollock family on the occasion of the yard site of Paul's aunt Esther Bas Zechariah, made in Hashem Ahavan Ali and the family in Nechama, the Steinmetz family for dedicating the Shi'urim this week in honor of the birthdays of their Bechar, Adam Steinmetz and his Bechar, Judah Steinmetz, and an appreciation to all of the Shi'urim. May Mir Sashem, the entire Steinmetz Mishpacha, experience incredible and beautiful growth in the years to come. And our Dafyomi Shir this morning is sponsored by Bennett Goldberg, Le'ilu'i Nishmas, the Neshama of his precious father, Avraham Leib, Ben Asher Pinchas, Mr. Leonard Goldberg, we hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, his Neshama will have an Aliyah, and his family a Nechama. We also dedicate our learning in the Zuchus of Rafur Shalema for Ruchama Aviva, Bas Shinachana, as well as the Zuchus of Rafur Shalema for Rachel Yehudis, Bas Tova Gitto. So, with that, let us begin. We have a lot to do today some incredible Gemara, as well as some incredibly fascinating Halacha Lemaisa. So, as I say, we are picking up today's daf is Chavzain. But you wouldn't know that from where we are picking up in today's daf. We are picking up on Chavavamud Beis, the middle of the daf. Tanurabanam, Mamish, the middle of 26b. It's a lot to do today, but it's going to go quickly. Says the Gemara, Tanurabanam, excuse me, Tashma, Mokhreiksos, actually, Yerachmi Bak asked me this question two days ago. I promised him we were going to get to it in yesterday's daf, but uh, I lost a little bit of time because of my technical issues. So, we have it today. So, Tashma, both remember again, still in the sugya, the Machlokis Abayi and Rava about getting Hanoa, what we call in a non-normative fashion. What is the status of getting Hanoa in a, sorry, trying to find the right angle, in, in a, in a, getting Hanoa in a non-normative fashion or a quote-unquote in a case of against one's will, or when one doesn't have a choice. So the Gemara says as follows, Tashma, Tashma, Mochriksus, supposed to be people who sell clothing. Clothing salespeople, Mochrin Ksus, Mochrin Kidakrin, Bavachle is Kavim Mecham Neacham Gsham Neacham. So we'll say, this is about people who sell clothing, and happy to say they're selling clothing which is Muktza. So what's the halacha of somebody selling clothing which is Muktza? So the halacha is, the halacha is they could sell in a normal way. And so we'll say, the way they used to sell clothing is the salesperson would don the clothing. But the problem is, let's say the article of clothing that you're selling is halacha lamaisa moktza. Rashi says over mochrin kedarkan muutafin biksus kelayim dimis kavu da'anavisha. So we'll say I'm selling, I'm selling shatnis. I'm selling shatnis. Now the truth is, at the end of the day, I can't wear shatnis, but isn't love dafir that isn't so, so we'll see. So I'm selling my clothing that shatnis, my my wares that are shatnis. How would you normally sell your your article of clothing? You would go ahead, you would put it on, and you would model it, and people would look at it. They would say, "Oh, nice, nice jacket. I want that." So what's that halacha? You're permitted to do that. But you're allowed to do this as long as you don't. You intend not to have hanaa. That if it's warm outside, 
you shouldn't have in mind that it's protecting you against the sun. And if it's raining outside, that is protecting you against the, the rain. That's new in the modest ones. So we'll say the modest, what the Gemara calls the modest people, would not wear the article of clothing. Even though, again, technically speaking, they could wear the shotness clothing. In order to go ahead and sell it, the modest individuals would not do so. Instead, they would go ahead, put the article of clothing on a stick, hold the stick behind them, and that's how they would sell the clothing. So from here that there is another alternative. This is, remember, going back to yesterday's daf, this is a case of Efshar. This is a case of where you can conduct yourself in a way where you don't have to benefit from the Isr Hano. So it's Efshar, right? It's, it's a case of Efshar. And ultimately, again, even if you don't have Kavana, so most of this, I, I don't have to wear the, the Shatnis clothing, that's number one. And ultimately, again, we see as long as I don't have Kavana to get benefit from the Shatnis, it's permitted this refutes the first version of the opinion of Rava, and indeed this is a refutation. So we'll say, how do we paskin halacha lemaisa? Because in reality, this is a this is a really fascinating case. We'll say you can still hear me okay on Zoom. Okay, excellent. So we'll say so. so this is this is really a, an incredibly fascinating case. So we'll say so. That, what do you do in a case? Of, of benefit, quote-unquote, against your will. What What is the halacha, Efshar versus lo Efshar? So the Rambam in Hilchos Ma'achalos Asuros, Perek Yudalit Halacha Yudbeis, writes as follows. Listen to these words. He says, Mashi, thank you for uh, for adjusting. It's nice to see uh, nice to see the Chavra and the Shul as well. So the Rambam writes as follows. He says, If a person gets benefit, if a person gets benefit, Hana'a, from something that is usser, and he gets that Hana'a, quote unquote, against his will, ultimately, again, So we'll say, so remember, we're talking about now a person, quote unquote, gets benefit against his will. Now, re- remember, we'll say, as we're, we're defining against his will, it's not that like someone is shoving a piece of chazar down my throat. The idea is that Hana'a of something that is usser is coming my way, but ultimately, again, I, it's unavoidable. We'll call it like that. I simply, it's unavoidable. So the Gemara says, what's that? Lacha? If kavin usser, kavin mutter. If you have kavana to get benefit from it, it is usser. If you don't have kavana to get benefit from it, it is mutter. Sifrabo said to illustrate this with the case that the Rush and the Ran use, for example, again, I'm walking by, I have to get home. There's only one path to get home. My path to get home runs past a house of Avodazara. So what happens now? So what happens? So now they happen to be burning incense in the house of Avodazara. This is the only path home. So it's low F shrive, no other way of getting home. The incense is there, it smells beautiful. But I don't have kavana. I don't have kavana. I, I mean, I, my kavana is not to benefit from the incense. The kavana, is, the, the the benefit is happening, but it's not my kavana. So therefore, again, the Rambam paskins that halacha said that would be mutter. So in a case of low f sharp, where it's unavoidable, as long as I don't have kavana, even if I end up benefiting from something that is usher, it is mutter. Good. We'll say that closes that that sugya. We'll say now we begin another fascinating sugya. Turn around. Listen to this. If you fire up an oven with shells of orla, 
or with kashin, or again with the husks of klai hakerem. So we'll say both of these items ultimately again are aser bano, are left first to the fr- fruit of the first three years, klai hakerem, forbidden mixtures which grow in a in a vineyard. What's dalacha? Chadash yutats. So we'll say if you fired up a brand new oven with these items, the oven must be destroyed. Yutats literally means it must be smashed. The idea being that the final the final step in constructing an oven is firing it up. That ultimately, again, is the final step in the construction of the actual oven itself. So therefore, if the oven was actually completed with Isuri Hana, then the oven itself becomes Asurbana. However, Yashan, if the oven was already completed beforehand, but you just happen to fire it up now with these items that are Asurbana, Yutsan, all you need to do is let it cool down, and after it cools down, it once again becomes permitted Bahana. When I say permitted Bahana, you could use the oven again. What happens if you baked bread inside of the oven? Rebbe Omer Hapasasur, Rebbe says that the bread ultimately again is Asr. Now, both say, we're assuming right now when we talk about baking bread, that you're baking bread in the same fire. In other words, that I fired up an oven with, with Arla or with Klai HaKerem. And now the first part of the Brises spoke about the status of the oven. Second part of the Brises spoke about the status, now speaking about the status of bread that's baked in it. So Rebbe says the bread is Asr. Chacham say the bread is Mutter. So the Gemara says, I will say, we'll see, we'll see the Svara on this. I mean, Rashi says, according to Rebbe, the reason why the bread is Asr, the phrase is, Diyesh Shevach Eitzim Bapas. Because literally, again, the presence of the wood is felt, or the presence of the heat source is felt in the bread. So this bread is considered as if it has klai hakerem, or as if it has, if, or as if it has arla inside of it. The chum say no, it's mutter. We'll see why. But if you bake the bread on top of coals, everyone agrees that the bread is mutter. So therefore, I will say three halachas. Halacha number one is if you fired up an oven for the first time. If you fired up an oven for the first time in with with Klai HaKerem or with Arla, so Halacha Lameisa again, the oven will be Asr. If the oven was already solidified beforehand, you just have to let it cool down before using it again. If you baked bread inside of that oven that is being fired up with Klai HaKerem or Arla, Rebbe says the bread will be Asr and the Chachamim say the bread is Mutter. What happens if you cooked on top of coals? Coals of Arla, coals of Klai HaKerem. Everyone will agree that Halach say it is Mutter. So Bosin, now watch this. But we learned, There's another Braisa that says, whether the oven was new or whether the oven was old, you don't have to smash anything, even if you fired it up with Klai HaKerem or with Arla. Rather, Yutsan, all you have to do is let it cool down. To which the Gemara says, So Bosin, that contradicts what we just said before. Beforehand, we said that Halach again, you need to go ahead. If it's new, you need to smash it. But if it's old, you just need to let it cool down. Lokasha harabi harabonon. To which the Gemara says, not a contradiction. One is Rabbi, one is the Rabbanon. Rabbi is the one who requires you ultimately to smash it, right? And old and the Rabbanon are the ones who require you just to go ahead and and let it cool down. To which the Gemara says, Rashi says, Rabbi diktani chadash yutatz rabbihi. So we'll say we assume the same Rebbe who said that the the same Rebbe who said that halacha the loaf of bread is going to be aser, is going to be the same Rebbe who's going to say that with a new oven when the oven was solidified through klaya or through or through arla that you have to smash it. The Gemara says one second. Amar the Shem is the Rebbe Mishum the Yeshevach Itzibapas. 
actually very interesting. All I know, Rebbe says that the bread is asr. Why? Because we'll say, remember, if you bake bread in an oven that is being fueled with klai hakarab or with orla, Rebbe's position is, and remember this phrase, yesh shevach eitzim bapas, which means that the identity of the heat source is embedded in the item that is being baked. So therefore, again, there's orla, there's klai hakarab in that bread. But we'll say, that's different than this case. In this case over here, when the Gemara says, when the Gemara says that halacha lamaisi, you have to smash an oven. So we'll say, what that makes it sound like is as follows. According to the first part of the Bryce Rebbe, we'll say, if you have a new oven that you fired up, right, for the first time with Klaya Karim or with Arla, so the first price is said that halacha lamaisi, you have to smash it. Then I will say, what that makes it sound like is, even if you were, let's say now you let that oven cool down, and now you heated it up again with a permitted heat source, and you baked bread in that again, the first price, it seems to indicate that halacha lamaisa, the, the oven, that bread baked the second time would also be asr. But who says that's the opinion of Rebbe? See, I will say, that would be a case of zev zegorim. Let me explain this for just a moment. If you have an oven that was heated up the first time with arla or with, or with kloya kerem, that means the identity of that oven has been concretized and solidified with a davar ha'asr. Which, which I understand, except for that, that oven has an embedded identity of Isser in it. Okay, now the oven cools down. Now I use the oven a second time. This time I go ahead and I heat it up with a permitted heat source. Permitted heat source. So I will say, so now the Shaila is, what's the status of the loaf of bread that's being baked in there? So the Gemara says, oh, Rebbe says that would be Asser. The Gemara says, one second, who says Rebbe says that would be Asser? Because I will say, that case that I just described is what's called in Halacha, ze ze Goring. Two things causing an outcome. But one thing is mutter, one thing is asr. I will say, so listen to this. So you have an oven that was solidified with, with we're called Arla or Klaya Kerem. So there's an oven, quote unquote, that has an identity of Isser. But now remember in this second round, the wood is permitted. So an asr oven, permitted wood, produce a loaf of bread. That's called Zevzegorim. So the Gemara says, all I know is that Rebbe holds, when you bake a loaf of bread in an oven and the heat source is Arlar Klaya Kerem, Rebbe says that's Asr. You can't extrapolate from that necessarily that Rebbe would say in a case of Zevzegorim that it would also be Asr. To which the Gemara says, Rebbe only says that if you bake a loaf of bread inside of an oven, that is being fired up with Arlo, with Klai HaKerem, that that is Asr. Zev Zegorim Mishamas. Like who says that Rebbe would say that it's Asr in a case of Zev Zegorim? Elalokashi HaRebelezer HaRabanon. Both say the two, the two prices reflect the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer and the Rabbanon. Okay. Hey Rebbe Eliezer, which Rebbe Eliezer are you talking about? This Sa'ar, if you want to say it's Rabbi Eliezer of Sa'ar, of yeast, what's that case? What's the interesting case? Let's say you have yeast of Chulun and of Truma that fell into a dough. Fell into a dough. We'll say now, obviously, it's not a case. I'm not a Kohen. So therefore, again, there's the right. I have both yeast of Truma and Chulun that fell into my dough. And neither of them have the ability to cause the dough to become chametz on their own. On their own. What's the halacha? Vinit starfu. And now what happens? Halacha lamaisa, they go ahead. Sorry. They go ahead 
and combine. Right? The Gemara says, And together, they cause the dough to become chava. So we'll say, so what is this? This is a great case. This is a case of zev goring. You have the yeast of chulin, the yeast of truma, jointly causing the dough to become chametz. So what is the status of the dough? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Acher Acheron Aniba. Rabbi Eliezer says, we go by whichever was the second yeast to fall in. Whichever was the second one to fall in, Halacha Lameisa, Halacha Lameisa, that is the one, that is the one that that determines the identity of the dough. The Chum say, no, the Olam Eino Oser Tap of Chavzayin Achi Yehibok Edila Hachmetz. And the Chum say, we don't care which one came in first, which one came in second. At the end of the day, here's what we look at. Does the Dover HaAser, does the prohibited item, have enough power on its own to cause the dough to become Chavzayin? And if the answer to that is no, then the dough is going to be permitted. If the answer to that is no, then the dough is going to be permitted. And therefore, again, And Abaye says that ultimately, again, Sabai will say that according to the opinion who says, Rabbi Eliezer, who says, that we look at the last item that fell in, that's only if the Isser was removed. But if Halach HaLamaisi did not remove, in this case, the Isser, which is the yeast of Truma, then ultimately, again, Aser, it's Aser. We'll say, why? Because then, according to, even according to Rabbi Yezer, you would have both yeast of, of truma, yeast of chulin, and what is that? Alma zevzeg gorim aser. So from here you see, I will say that what zevzeg gorim is aser. That when you have two things, one hetter, one iser, both causing, both causing a result. Ultimately, again, the result is going to be aser. And therefore, I will say, let's let's take this back. Therefore, in the case where you have an oven that was originally fired up with wood of Arlo Klaya Kerem. Now the oven cools down. Now you bake a loaf of bread in there with permitted wood, with permitted wood. So we'll say that's a case of Zet Vizet Gorim, the oven, which has an identity of Isra because it was solidified with the Davra Aser, wood that is now permitted, jointly coming together to go ahead and bake off a loaf of bread. It would appear that according to Rabbi Eliezer, he would say that that's Aser because Zev Gorim is Aser. Why does Rabbi Eliezer say Zev Gorim is Aser? That's what we just saw. According to Rabbi Eliezer, if you have the Truma yeast and the Chulin yeast, it may both fall into the dough and they're both there, they're both there. Rabbi Eliezer says the yeast, the, excuse me, the dough is going to be Aser because Zev Vizet Goring versus the Chachamim who will say no. The only time halacha lemaisa it is going to be aser is in a situation where the davar ha'iser has enough power on its own to make the dough to make the dough chametz. Good. Or we might times Rabbi Eliezer Kabaye had you know that Rabbi Eliezer's logic is like Abaye. So we'll say, who says that Abaye interpreted Rabbi Eliezer's position? But who says that Rabbi Eliezer actually holds like Abaye? Maybe at the end of the day, Rabbi Eliezer does not make a distinction whether you took out the whether you took out the davar ha'asr or not. And therefore, again, ultimately, again, avabebas achos hachanami deshari. So we'll say, ultimately, again. Really, all we look at is what is the last item that came in. If the mutter yeast came in last, then the dough is mutter. If the usser yeast came in last, then the dough is usser. 
That's all. Why, maybe he, maybe this is not a Zevizegorim issue. Ella, Rabbi Eliezer, the Atziasheri. You're right. So both say, when we are trying to identify the position of Rabbi Eliezer who holds Zevizegorim, it is a different Rabbi Eliezer. Which Rabbi Eliezer is it? Rabbi Eliezer of Asherah. Watch this. This non incredible case. Not for him and I ate him. But say, if you took branches off an Asherah tree, Asurin Bahana. Ultimately, again, the branches are Asurbana. So again, you might have thought that an Asherah tree is only Asur, only has the identity of Avodah when? When it's intact. When it's intact. But if Halach Lamais again, it wasn't intact, then again, it's not Asur. No, even if you remove the branches, the branches are Asurbana. Watch this. His sikpa or if you use the branches to fire up an oven. So what's the status of the oven? Sigmar says it depends. Chadash. If it's a brand oven, I've also let me again. I think I clarified this wrong. Let me explain. When we say new oven, remember again the way you make an oven. This is good to know. You write you're, you're making an oven out of earthenware. You fashion it. You let it dry in the sun. The final step in completing your oven is firing it up. That 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 was the final step. That solidified the kli. So when we say chadash, we're talking about an oven that is being fired up for the first time, which again is the complete. It's the makkevapatish. That's the completion of the kli. So the gemara says. The Gemara says, Chadash, if it's a brand new, if it's a brand new oven, Yutats, since it was fired up and therefore completed with Atsi Asher, has to be destroyed. Yashan, but if it's an old oven, meaning it was already completed, it was already fired up the first time, and completed with a permitted, with a permitted heat source, then what? Then Halacha you just let it cool down, and once it cools down, it's permitted for use. Afa Boas what happens if you bake the bread inside of it? So Asura, Ultimately, again, if you baked bread inside of this oven, said the assumption we're talking about over here is you're baking bread while the bread is, excuse me, while the oven is being heated by the ase ashera. So in that case, hapas asura. Ultimately, again, it's asr. It's asr, asr ba'no, right? Because again, it's being fueled with, with ase ashera. Nis'arva ba'acheros, ba'acheros, ba'acheros. So we'll say, now we come into another, so we'll say, so therefore, again, so what we're saying over here is if halochel saw. You, let's say you went ahead and you baked bread in an oven that's being heated with Atsi Ashera. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says that Halacha the bread is going to be Asr. Then I also want to point something out that's very important over here. The, the, the Gemara seems to understand that Halacha Lamaisa, that bread is going to be Asr, whether you're baking it in a new oven or an old oven. So just you, can't, you see where this is going. That already appears to be a case of Zevizegorim. Hold on. So the Gemara says, however, what happens if now you take that loaf of bread and that loaf of bread gets mixed up with other loaves of bread? Bacheros, bacheros. What's that? Locha? Kulun asrun bana. Ultimately, again, all the loaves are, are all the loaves are asr bana. And I both say, Bepashtos, the reason for that is because Avodazara is never bottle. Right, Avodazara is never bottled. There's no bittel b'shishim, bittel b'meya, bittel b'elef. Avodazara is not bottled. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Yolichana liyamamelach. Rabbi Eliezer says, No, all you need to do is take the value, value of the loaf, value of the wood, and throw it into yamamelach, throw it into the dead sea. Which says another way of saying, essentially, take the value of that benefit and throw it away so that you get no value from the Avodazar. They said, that doesn't work by Avodazar. There's no redemption by Avodazar. So we just said before, there's no bittle, there's no redemption by Avodazar. Once something is tainted by Avodazar, that tainting does not leave. To which the Gemara says, so we'll say, so again, you see from here, that Rabbi the Ezra holds that Allah, again, Zev Zegorim, 
And furthermore, the Gemara says, Emer de Shamus said Rabbi Eliezer, Bavol de Zarad de Chamir. But we'll say, but maybe Rabbi Eliezer only holds this. Ultimately, again, of Zev is Yagorim by Avodazara because of the Chumra of Avodazara. However, again, the Gemara says, Bishari Surin Shabbatora Mishan, but how do you know that he holds it by other Isurin? I was about to say, all I know is that Halacha, the Maisar, Rabbi Eliezer holds Zev is Yagorim is Asr by Avodazara. How do I know that he applies that ultimately again to other Isurin? Ela Imkain. Aman Tarmiye. So we'll say, so remember, so if he doesn't hold this way, then Halacha to whom do we attribute the original Braisa that we had on Chavvav Amud Beis? Right? So we'll say, somebody is telling me that Halacha again, an oven, after it's been fired up for the first time with Arlo with Klaya Kerem, even, right, that ultimately, again, such an oven is forever tainted. So whose opinion is that? Whose opinion is that? So the Gemara says, And I will say, furthermore, again, we see that the Bryce says, Rabbi Eliezer would answer the same way, So that position which he espoused by Avodah by bread made with Atsi Asherah, that it is going to be Asr, even if it's made in a totally mutter oven, because it's Zev Zegorim, two things are causing its creation, Rabbi Eliezer holds Zev Zegorim is Asr by other Isurim Shevatora as well. So Amr Abayis, Abayis, so says, okay, so now what we kind of have over here is as follows, it appears that Rabbi Eliezer is this mystery shita of the who holds Zev Zegorim is Asr, and therefore Abayis like coming back to the oven case, if you were to have an oven that was initially fired up with Klaya Kerem or with Arla, so that oven retains an Isr identity. Even if now you were to bake bread, right, let's say then it cools down, you were to bake bread in it, and you now use permitted wood, Halacha Lamaisa, it would appear that Ischun Rabbi Eliezer, that wood would still, excuse me, that bread would still be Asr because it's Zet Vizet Gorim, a prohibited oven, permitted wood, creating bread, and Halacha Lamaisu Rebeleazer holds that Zet Vizet Gorim is Asr. Amr Abayi says, Im Tim Slomar Zet Vizet Gorim Asr, Rebbe Hanu Rebbe Eliezer. So we'll say if you hold Zet Vizet Gorim is Asr, then Rebbe holds the same position as Rebbe Eliezer. Okay. Im Tim Slomar Zet Vizet Gorim Mutter, Vahacham Mishum Diyesh Shevach Itzim Bepas. So we'll say, and if you say that Allah in general, Zevizegorim is going to be mutter. Zevizegorim is mutter. If you would hold that in general, then what? Then Allah the reason why this case is problematic, then what? The Gemara says, so say, the reason why Rebbe holds, let's go back for a moment to the position of Rebbe. Rebbe says that if you fired up an oven with, with wood of Orlar Klaya Kerem and you bake bread in that oven. So leaving aside the identity of the oven for just a moment, you bake bread in that oven, what's the halacha? Rebbe said the loaf is Asr. Why is the loaf Asr? Rebbe's position, because the identity of the bread, excuse me, the identity of the wood is embedded in the bread. The identity of the wood is embedded in the bread. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, if you hold Asiri. ultimately again, literally again, these plates, these cups, or these platters, these plates in these cups, should all be Asr. Now, we'll say, now, what is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi. It's Rashi in the third wide line. Rashi, and towards the bottom. Rashi says, So we'll say, so therefore, again, if you have, let's say, earthenware utensils that you have fired up in an oven, right, that you fired up in an oven, and that oven was fueled with wood of Asherah, 
Ultimately, again, they should be usher. So we'll say, therefore, again, if you have earthenware vessels, which were, which were solidified through fire, and that fire came from branches of an Asherah, then the utensils should be usher, because we'll say, again, same idea as the loaf of bread, according to Rebbe, yesh shevach eitzim, instead of bepas, Bekalim, to which the Gemara says, Kepligi, Betanur Kedera. So we'll say, where does the Machlokis come up? In the case of an oven or of a pot. How so? According to the opinion who says, ultimately is Asr, these will be Asr as well. We'll say, look at Rash for just a moment. Betanur Kedera, Shena Gofnenamahen, Achiyavi Gorim Sheni, Vahushal Heter. See, we'll say, here's the interesting part. In a pot or in a, or in a, or in an oven, again, where there is no benefit. There is no benefit. So remember, let's say you have an oven or you have a pot which were solidified with wood that is usser. Okay, so now the utensil is finished. So then I both say, those utensils are not usable until you introduce a new heat source. And let's assume for a moment now that the second heat source that you introduce is permitted. So I both say, so watch this. So now the status is, I have an oven that was finished, that was solidified with Atzei Asherah, or let's use Karla and Kalaya Karim, or a pot that was forged with Kalaya Karim or Arla. Fine, now it cooled down. Now I want to cook something in it with permitted wood. So the Shaila, of course, is, is the stuff that I cook inside of it mutter or not? So it's according to the opinion who says Zev is a Gorim is Mutter. There's no problem using this pot or this oven. So the Gimara says, I'm sorry, I skipped line. This is an interesting Shaila. So now I have a pot or I have an oven that were solidified with Atse, with, 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 with Isser, but now the, the, the utensil cooled down. Can I go ahead and use that oven with permitted wood? Can I use that pot with permitted wood? Well, it depends. If you hold Zev Zegorim is Mutter, then it's Mutter. If you hold Zev Zegorim is Asr, then it's Asr. Ikadami, an alternate version of this. Even according to the opinion who says that Zev Zegorim is Mutter, the pot will still be Asr. Why? Because there is benefit from the pot even before the new wood is introduced. What's the benefit of the pot before the new wood is introduced? Because we will say the pot is a receptacle. The pot holds the food. So there's a benefit in its use as a receptacle even before the fire is introduced. So we'll say, how do we paskin here? So this is actually really quite interesting. So the Shulchan Aruch, excuse me, the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins, this is in Hilchos Macholos Asuros, Perak Tes Zayin, Halochos, it's really Chaf Aleph through, Chaf Aleph through, Chaf Gimel, Chaf Chaf Beis I'm not going to go through all of it, but just suffice it to say, the, the Rambam writes as follows, Tanur Shesiko Beklipi Arlo Ubekloya Kerem, Ben Chadosh Ben Yatsan, Yutsan Ba'achakach Yochim, Oso Ba'atzei Heter. So I'll say, listen to this, Saloch Lamaisa, the Rambam Paskins, that Haloch Lamaisa, whether you, whether you, whether you kindled a new oven or an old oven, with prohibited wood, you can't use the oven when the prohibited wood is burning inside of it. But once the oven cools down, whether it's a new oven or an old oven, the oven is permitted for use. Permitted for use. So we'll say, Salach again, you see the Rambam essentially paskins, that Halach Alamaisa, Halach Alamaisa, Zevizegorim, ultimately again will be motor. Yet interestingly enough, he says, Karos Vikosos Utskuderos Utslucho Shabishlana Yotzeriklipi Arla, Hare Elua Surin Bahania, Shari Dabraha Asrabania, Asa Osan Khadash. So Kharash. So we'll say so again, but yet if you have an item that is exclusively formed ultimately again through a Dabraha Isser, 
ultimately the Ramam says it maintains that Aser status. Okay, so there's much more to do in the sugya, but Lamaisa at least we're introduced to the concept of Zevezegorim, and we recognize that Halacha Lamaisa is a machlokes. Good. Amr Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah, Amr Shmuel, Tanur Shesiga Beklibe Arla Abekashin Shaklayakarem. So let's say, let's go back. So now we said before, you have an oven that was fired up with Arla or with Klayakarem. Chadash Yutats, if it's a brand new oven, you destroy it. Yashan Yutsan, if it's old, you let it cool down. What happens if you went ahead and you baked bread inside of it? Rebbe Omer Apas Muteres. Rebbe says the bread is Muter. And ultimately again, and the Chacham say that the bread is Aser. Really? We learned just the opposite. We learned Rebbe holds that the bread is Aser. And the Chacham say that the bread is Muter. So the Gemara says, Shmuel Ipchatani. Okay, Shmuel just stated, he accidentally stated it in the reverse order. Fine, so a mistake. If you guys say, we got a passage, we'll say a first wide line. So we'll say, listen to this. This is incredible. Shmuel said in general, in general, that there's a concept, there's a concept that the halacha follows Rebbe, when Rebbe's arguing against someone else, generally, again, the halacha follows Rebbe. When it's one against one, the halacha follows Rebbe. However, when Rebbe is arguing against the group, like the Rabbana and the Chachamim, the halacha does not follow Rebbe. Therefore, technically speaking, in this case of the loaf of bread, the halacha should follow the Chachamim, but it doesn't. In this case, interestingly enough, the halacha happens to follow Rebbe. So Rabbi will say, so Shmuel was nervous that what? If if the halacha, if he gives over the halacha stated, namely that Rebbe says the loaf is Aser, Chacham said the loaf is Mutter, people automatically assume the halacha follows like the Chachamim, because the halacha is not like Rebbe Mechave Rav. Whenever Rebbe argues against the collective, the halacha follows the collective, except in this case. Therefore, Shmuel switched the names intentionally, intentionally, so that the halacha lamaisa should be quoted in the name of the Rabbanon, so that people should just not get confused. There was a, this is actually a fascinating idea about the ability sometimes to attribute different a statement, the halacha, a concept, to someone whom you know people will accept it from, even if that person is not the one who actually said it. Now, one has to be very careful with the application of that concept because there's another Mamar Chazal of Kala Omer Davar B'Shem Omro, maybe Geula Liolam, about the need for proper attribution. But you see that in Halacha, you see what Shmuel's doing over Shmuel knows that Halacha is that the loaf is Aser. But the problem is if I attribute it to Rebbe and people see Rebbe arguing on the Rabban, it's going to cause a whole bunch of confusion. So Shmuel purposely switches the names and attributes the Aser opinion ultimately to the majority, to the Rabbanon. Incredible. Bishlak remember again, the, the Bryce has said before that if you cooked the loaf of bread on top of coals, so this is atse arla, arla kalaya karem, that's no longer wood, but now coals, ultimately the bread is mutter. Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yudam Shmuel, Rabbi Chiyabar Ashi, Rabbi Yochanan, Chad Amar, Lo Shano Elo Gechalem Omomos, Abal Gecholem Lochashos Aser. That's only true if the coals are both say are omomos. Now Rashi says omos pretty much are like extinguished coals, non-flaming coals. They're hot, but there's no present flame. And one opinion says, and the other opinion said, no, even if the coals themselves are burning, right? Burning. I understand why burning coals or coals that coal, you know, lit coals 
are going to be usher because Rabbi say again, because then again, if the coals are lit, then the wood is still in existence, and as we said before, according to the opinion who says that even right, even coals that are on fire are going to be mutter, then how do you understand that according to Rebbe who holds that Shevach Eitzim Bepas is Aser? To which the Gemara says, Heichem Mishkach, Somra Papa, Kishavuka Kinegdo. I will say, what's the case? The case can variably look at Rashi, Kinegdo, Kinegda Pas, Mabira Eitzim Befiatanor. So I will say, where you have the actual, where you have the actual torch that's lighting the wood. In other words, when the wood itself is on fire, that's when Rebbe would hold that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa yeshavach eitzim bepas, that the identity of the wood is embedded in the bread when the actual wood is on fire. But once the wood is gone and the coal, and it's just coals, the Gemara suggests even, could be even be that even if the coals are mamish on fire themselves, once it's coal, it's no longer wood. And once it's no longer wood, aim shavach eitzim bepas. Good, amud beis. So what it makes it sound like is according to the Rabbanon, even when the wood itself is lit, right? Even with little avukan means the torch is there, lighting the wood. Again, the Rabbanon will say that it's motor because the Rabbanon hold, the Rabbanon don't subscribe to the idea of the Yesh Shevach Eitzim Bepas. Elo, Eitzim Di Yisrael Rabbanon Heichem Mishkachas. So what's according to the Rabbanon, where do you ever find the case of Eitzim Di Yisrael? Shifa. So we'll say, I'll tell you where's the case. See, we'll say, according to the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon hold, ain't Shabbat eats in the past. And therefore, again, when you use wood as a heat source, that might be awesome. You might be getting Hana, but the identity of the heat source does not transfer into does not transfer into the bread itself. However, so where is there considered to be illegal use of prohibited wood? For example, you build a bench. You build the bench. So you build the bench out of Atse Arla, or you build the bench out of Klai Hakarab. That would be a case of illegal use of prohibited wood. Good. So let's listen to this. Let's switch gears for a moment. What happens now? You fired up your oven now with, we'll say, wood of Hekdish, wood which belongs to the base Hamikdash. And you went ahead and you baked bread. So we'll say we've dealt so far with Avodazara as a heat source. Now we're using wood that belonged to the base Hamikdash as the heat source for your oven. And you baked bread. So what's the status of outside the bread? According to the Rabbanon who said that the original bread, right, which was the bread that was baked with wood of Arla and Klai Akerem, what's the halacha here? Amelia Pasasura. Even the Rabbanon would agree that in this case the bread is Asr. Why? Why should this case of wood of Hekdish be any different than the wood of Arla, to which the Gemara says, Amarava, Hachi Hashta, Arla Betela Bemasayim. Hekdish Afilu Be'elef Lo Bottle. Wow. Very big difference. But say, Arla, Arla, Klaya Kerem are bottle. They're bottle. Hekdish is never bottle. So we'll say, what does that tell you? What that tells you is that the identity of Hekdish 
is a much stronger identity than of Arla or Klaya Karim. Therefore, even the Rabbanon who will say, in the case of Klaya Karim or Arla, that Ein Shevach Itzen Bepas, that the identity of the heat source is not embedded in the bread, will agree that by Hegdish, they will agree with Rebbe, that the identity of the heat source is embedded in the bread. Since Hegdish is never bottle, therefore the identity of the Hegdish makes its way into the item that it is baking. One second, one second, there's a bigger kasha, Bosei. If you're using wood of Hegdish to heat your stove, Bosei, listen to this. The moment you take that wood, and you put it into your oven, what have you done? You've committed an act of mi'ilah, an act of trespass. So I'll say, what's mi'ilah? Mi'ilah is illegal, mundane usage of consecrated property. So again, you've committed mi'ilah. Now, why does that matter? Let's listen to this. Let's say, this is actually incredible. You know, once you, once you commit an act of mi'ilah, the item is actually no longer hekdish. Now, I will say, now that sounds a little bit strange, but it's modeled after the halachos of theft. You know, I will say, one of the interesting concepts by theft is when you steal something on a certain level, that, now, so that item becomes yours. It becomes the property of the thief himself. So, so too, again, when you commit mi'ilah, it's interesting, the item, the item becomes yours, right? L- literally, again, it becomes decommissioned, it becomes decommissioned, and ultimately, again, it becomes yours. So the Gemara says, papa. So, so therefore, we'll say, that's the case, that when you commit mi'ilah, the item leaves hectic and it becomes yours, so therefore, it turns out, what, something amazing, when you're baking the bread, when you're baking the bread, We'll say, what's actually happened over here? You've actually baked the bread with chulin wood, it turns out, which is quite quite counterintuitive, but quite fascinating. So we'll say, what are we talking about over here? We're actually talking about wood. We're talking about wood that you, that you decided to sell, and you were going to go ahead and use the proceeds to go ahead and purchase Shlomim. And I will say, remember again, Shlomim is a type of carbon consumed. Part of it goes to the Mizbeach, part of it to Kohanim, a large part of it to the owners. Ultimately, again, Shlomim Rashi points out to our Kachim Kalim, lower level of sanctity, and interestingly enough, are not subject to Mi'ilah. Not subject to Mi'ilah. So if I will say, in the case in question over, when we say, Atzei Hegdish, this is wood that I plan to sell. I'm going to use the proceeds to go ahead and purchase Shlomim. That's my intention. And now instead of using it to selling it to purchase shlamim, what do I do? I go ahead and I use it to fire up my oven. This reflects the view of Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you accidentally use hekdish, it becomes deconsecrated. But if you intentionally misuse hekdish, it does not become deconsecrated. But maybe in my time alone, we'll say, why, why not? So the Gemara says, Because the both say, since it's not subject to Me'ilah, because this is Kachim Kalim, then ultimately, again, it does not go out, does not become Chulin. So there will say, so too over here in this case, you have wood that you are going to sell. Use the proceeds to purchase Shlamim. Instead, you go out and you throw it into your oven. The bread is going to be Aser. Why is the bread going to be Aser? Because that bread now, because even the Rabbanon will agree that in the case of Hekdish, 
Yesh shevach eats him bepas, and therefore halacha lamaisa, the loaf will be usher. I, what about the fact that when you use something illegally, me'ila, ultimately that deconsecrates it, that doesn't work, oh, that, that, that only works for something that is subject to me'ila. But because this wood was going to be used to purchase shlamim, shlam is not subject to me'ila, and therefore halacha lamaisa, but because you did it intentionally, it's not deconsecrated. Wow. The chalhecha de ma'al. Is that true? Every time you commit mi'ilah, so the ayna becomes deconsecrated and becomes chulin. Vatanya, we learned, we'll say anything you burn, right? Anything you burn, ultimately, again, it's afer. It's ash, is mutter. With the exception of the asherah tree, the identity of all the zara remains even on the ashes. And ultimately, again, the dust or the ashes of hekdish. So the Gemara says, the olam, so the Gemara, the olam aser. So that seems to indicate again, so now you're burning Hekdish and it's still going to be Aser, which seems to be that even after you do something with Hekdish, it remains Aser, to which the Gemara's What's the case? The case of Osei is where fire fell upon wood of Hekdish by itself. No one did it. So say in a case where there was no Me'ila done to it, then ultimately the item still retains its identity. But when there was an act of Me'ila committed to the Hekdish, then the hekdish, in fact, does become deconsecrated. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Shmaya Amar Ba'osan She'tu'unin Geniza. Rabbi Shmaya is talking about those items, ultimately, again, which the Torah mandates that they be hidden away, that they require Geniza. The Sanya Vissamo Benachos, Vissamo Kulo, Vissamo Shlaifazer. So we'll say there are certain things that Halacha Lamaisa, the Torah says, even after they've lost their original identity, Halacha Lamaisa, they still have to be hidden away. So we'll say, see, interestingly enough, the Gemara says over here, which is the Halacha, which is the halacha, that once you go ahead and you commit me'ila with something, the item itself becomes chulin. So interestingly enough, interestingly enough, it must be that the case that we're dealing with over here, where the, where the bread cooked in an oven that was fired up with hectish wood, ultimately, again, is going to be usr, is a case of wood that was going to be sold for shlamim. Shlamim is kachim kalim. Kachim kalim, not subject to me'ila, and therefore the wood itself never deconsecrated. Therefore, even the chachamim agree that the, that the bread ultimately, again, will be usr. Incredible. Well, let's just do one more line. Rabbi Huda Omer ain't beer chametz ala sreifa. Rabbi Huda also alach ala maisa. You can only accomplish beer chametz with sreifa. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Huda ain't beer chametz ala sreifa. Rabbi, this is the only way to burn chametz is with burning. Excuse me. The only way to destroy chametz is with burning. Vadin no saying. Uman no sir. Sheinu babal yirabal yimatetan sreifa. But say no sir. Left over from the carbon. So no sar, which is not subject to Bayira Bayimatse, yet ultimately again requires straight for say any any leftover carbonic matter must be burnt. Then chametz, which is subject to the halakhosa bayira bayimatse, should certainly be subject to sreifra. So Amrulo any that you try to make in order to be machmir, but in the end turns out to be makel is not a proper kavachomer. Why? Because what's according to Rabbi Huda, where you hold that chametz could only be destroyed with fire. So we'll say, what happens if it's Arab Pesach and you don't have fire? You don't have wood. So what? You do nothing? You do nothing? So the Torah says you have to get rid of, destroy the comments in your home in any matter that you can. So we'll say we'll stop over here for today in the Sheet of Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda trying to prove the idea that ultimately, again, beer chametz could only be accomplished through sreifa. 
through Shreifa, and ultimately again telling us, although the Kalachomer from Nosar failed, Emirat Hashem will see what Rabbi Huda takes this from tomorrow. Bosai, Yashakayach, wishing everyone a good Erev Shabbos, a Freilich and Zos Chanukah, a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh, an incredible Zechus to learn with all of you. Thank you for accommodating me. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Yashakayach, everyone.